Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, E-Man. Thank you for tuning in to the pilot episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be doing a mock draft of the 2020 NBA Draft. Let's go. The NBA Lottery, scheduled to happen on October 16th, that is a Friday. We're going to talk about the lottery picks and who these teams should be picking. Now let me start off by saying that I made these picks based on what the teams need or who the teams I feel like should be picking. These picks were also based on no trades happening during the draft. Now this is solely on who I think the teams should draft based on need or based on tradability for later. And I will touch on who I think will be trading their picks and who I think should trade their picks, who I think should keep their picks, etc., etc. So the number one pick belonging to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, I personally think that the Minnesota Timberwolves should draft Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards has been heralded as the top pick for the NBA draft this year for a long time now and i think that i mean obviously he's the top three talent in the draft between him lamello ball and james wiseman but as far as minnesota's concerned i think that anthony edwards fits what they're trying to do imagine a starting lineup of d'angelo russell anthony edwards josh okogi juan hernan gomez for now i guess and cat between d'lo Edwards and Cat, I feel like that would be a solid big three that you can build around, a solid core three that you can build around. Because at that point, you have your point guard, who is also a scoring point guard, which is key for a championship team, especially as of late. You have your scorer on the wing, Anthony Edwards, and then you have your big man, who is who can pretty much do it all, especially as a defensive anchor. I mean, I know he hasn't been the defensive beast he was in college, but he can get there. And I feel like Ryan Saunders can bring Cat back to that point. Between those three, you just work on the team defense, put some complimentary pieces around them, and you're set for the future. Now, there's been a lot of speculation that Minnesota might try to trade this pick. I personally think that they should keep the pick because it sets them up for the future unless you could get somebody like a Devin Booker type. Now, obviously everyone knows that the Minnesota Timberwolves are gonna try to trade for Devin Booker, but Minnesota gave up a key asset to Golden State and that's their first round pick for the 2021 draft. The reason this is a key piece is because for one, you can't trade your draft picks in consecutive years. So trading this year's pick, you won't be able to trade next year's pick. The fact that they already traded next year's pick means that they have to at least draft Anthony Edwards first before they trade him. And they can't trade, obviously they can't trade next year's pick because that's in Golden State's hands now. And they can't trade the following year's pick until after they've made the pick. So they'll have to work something out with the Suns saying, hey, we'll draft this person for you. But obviously, you don't, if you're the Suns, if I'm the Suns, I don't know what I'm getting. So it's kind of hard to make that trade. 
The number two pick in this year's draft belongs to the Golden State Warriors. I personally don't think they're going to be keeping this pick. I think they're going to be trading it. But let's just say they keep it. If they keep it, I think that they should draft LaMelo Ball. Now, a lot of people are saying that they should draft James Wiseman, and I get it. He feels a need. The Warriors have not had a superstar big man or an all-star caliber big man in their, on their roster for a while. But hear me out, and this is why I think the Warriors should draft LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, after watching a few of his games, reminds me sort of like a Penny Hardaway. Not as good as the, on defense, but he reminds me of Penny Hardaway, a big 6'7", 6'8", point guard who can run the floor, has a decent shot, and above average ha ball handling. Now, Ron Adams, one of the Golden State Warriors assistant coaches, is a defensive guru. He got Kevin Durant to play really good defense when, at the beginning of his career, he wasn't that great of a defender. He was long and had the tools, but after working with Ron Adams, it was only then that he became a good defender. If Ron Adams could do the same with LaMelo Ball, now you have someone that you could run at point guard offensively and run at the three defensively. So you can have a lineup of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and LaMelo Ball and still be okay with Klay Thompson and LaMelo Ball defending the perimeter along with Steph Curry taking defending probably the weakest offensive player on the other team. Another reason I think the Warriors should draft LaMelo Ball is because if things don't work out, I believe he is the most tradable. I think he has the most value long-term, especially being a scoring point guard. Like I said earlier, scoring point guards are key in most recent history to winning a championship. When you list the last few championship teams, you have scoring point guards. Steph Curry with the Warriors, Kyrie Irving with the Cavs, Kyle Lowry with the Raptors. In today's NBA, your point guard needs to be a scoring threat, especially in pick and roll situations and motion offense situations. The number three pick, this is where I think James Wiseman should go. Charlotte Hornets, I feel like, would give James Wiseman a really good shot at be being successful. He's obviously a top three talent, and he has all the tools to be a successful big man, especially in the East. Plus on the Hornets, you have your lineup pretty much set as far as youth and skill. You have Devontae Graham at point guard, Terry Rozier at shooting guard, Miles Bridges at small forward, PJ Washington at power forward, and Cody Zeller at uh, starting center. But of course, James Wiseman would be that starting center, or at least he would play for it. Now, honestly, if it was me, I'd probably put Malik Monk at my starting shooting guard and find a way to trade Terry Rozier while he still has some value. Then you really have a young starting five that can take you places. You just got to fill the roster with good role-playing veterans and you're all set. At number four, the Chicago Bulls, I think, should pick Denny Avdija. I don't know if I said that right. Maybe it's Denny Avdija. I don't I don't know. But this guy, I think, would be a good fit for the Bulls because he reminds me of Tony Kukoc. This guy is kind of that point forward type. Uh, some people are comparing him to Luka Doncic. I don't believe he's that good. I don't think he's that type of player like Luka Doncic. I think he's more of a Tony Kukoc, like I said, someone who's a little more defensive, but has a very good offensive mind. 
someone who can handle the ball a little bit, make good passes, smart decisions, take good shots. That kind of a role player. Number five, Cavs, I think should pick Obi Toppin. For one, you don't know what's going to happen with Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's going to be a free agent. You don't even know if he's going to pick up the option. I mean, he'd be pretty stupid not to pick up the option because it's a huge amount of money. And who knows if he's going to see that money again, especially with centers kind of being played out of the NBA. But if he does, for some reason, turn down that last year and decides that he wants to become a free agent, a lot of teams are going to be chomping at the bit to pick him up and sign him. So they're gonna need some type of insurance. I don't know if you wanna keep bringing back Tristan Thompson because he is getting a little bit on the older side. Maybe he wants to start playing you know, with other players that he wants to play with or maybe he wants to go play for a team uh, that he wants to play with, someone who's gonna win a championship. He Maybe he doesn't wanna be part of a rebuild. All valid. But the Cavs, I think, should bring Obi Toppin in, you know, hometown kid not really a hometown kid but you know he went to Dayton in Ohio and staying in Ohio I think would be really good for not only the Cavs but for Obi Toppin as well the Atlanta Hawks at pick number six um this is another team that I feel like is going to trade their pick whether it's trading up or swapping picks or just trading the pick altogether to get some more help for Trey Young. But if they do decide to keep the pick, I think that they should pick Tyrese Halliburton. Um, he has a decent scoring outlook, but the biggest thing is he's a guy who can really handle the ball, makes good decisions with his passes, and has the capability to play solid defense at a really high level. When you have that kind of guard, backing you up at 6'5", you can even have him playing shooting guard along with Trey Young. But you have him at least taking the pressure off of Trey Young, ball handling wise, if they're ever in together. At pick number seven to the Detroit Pistons, Onyeka Okongwu from USC. I think this would be a really good pick. Uh, it was between Okongwu and Killian Hayes for me for the Pistons, Killian Hayes, just because he's a scoring point guard. And I mean, I touched on it earlier, you need scoring point guards. The Pistons do have Derrick Rose, but you don't know where Derrick Rose is gonna end up. They might trade Derrick Rose to a contender. Derrick Rose might just play out the year, end up leaving. And the reason I was thinking of Killian Hayes is because they need that point guard insur insurance. But I went with Onyeka Okongwu because they did lose Andre Drummond in a trade to the Cavs. And even though they do have both Blake Griffin and Christian Wood at power forward and center respectively, I think Christian Wood could be that offensive mindset type player and with some defensive capabilities. And Okongwu can offset him in the future uh, maybe even this year if Blake Griffin's not healthy and Kongwu could be that defensive enforcer. He could be that rebounder, defender, and be there for the lobs and vertical spacing. That's why I went with the Detroit Pistons taking Kongwu over Killian Hayes. Which brings me to the New York Knicks at number eight, picking Killian Hayes. Now a lot of people have Killian Hayes higher on the board. 
This is another pick where I think the Knicks are going to be trading to see if they can trade up, especially if they have the opportunity to trade up and draft LaMelo Ball. But if they do happen to stay at number eight, Killian Hayes, to me, is the choice for the New York Knicks. You have guards there already, but those guards, in my opinion, are good pieces to look to move in order to move up in the draft or even you know bolster your roster you have Alfred Payton you have Frank Nilakina obviously you're not touching RJ Barrett you're gonna keep RJ Barrett there but Killian Hayes brings that scoring mentality he has that offensive mindset his ball handling is above average Killian Hayes I think is the pick for the New York Knicks if they were to stay at eight coming in at number nine for the Washington Wizards, I'm selecting Devin Vassell. This guy is a really athletic wing. He reminds me a little bit of Kelly Oubre, someone who is extremely athletic, has a lot of potential, and has a decent shot, is a solid defender, and can really be that 3 and D wing for the Wizards. Play shooting guard or small forward in the NBA especially at 6'7". If you're the Washington Wizards, you don't know what's happening with Bradley Beal, and you don't know what's happening with John Wall. John Wall should be coming back strong from injury. Bradley Beal is coming off of an exceptional season, and you don't know how John Wall's gonna look. There has been a lot of talk of Bradley Beal being in trades, and maybe you packaged this pick with Bradley Beal to trade up or trade for a star or trade for a bunch of other picks. Maybe you package this pick with John Wall just to get rid of his contract because it's probably the worst contract in the NBA, to be honest. He's getting around 40 million a year and he hasn't played a single minute since he got the extension. So depending on what happens with John Wall and Bradley Beal, Vassell could play along them, uh, you know, backing up Troy Brown maybe even eventually overtaking Troy Brown at the small forward position so that he's playing next to Wallen Beal or he could replace Bradley Beal in a lineup or even if you want to dare to move Bradley Beal to point guard for some reason then you have another scoring wing who can step into that place. At number 10 for the Phoenix Suns I'm picking Isaac Okoro. Uh, for one thing you don't know what's going to happen with Devin Booker. Draymond Green did say to get Devin Booker out of Phoenix and you don't know I mean he got fined for tampering but you don't know what Phoenix is thinking. You don't know who's interested in Devin Booker. I mean everyone is pretty much interested in Devin Booker. It's just how available is he and at what cost. But if Devin Booker happens to leave then you have someone who can step in and be that shooting guard, that scorer, if Devin Booker stays, then you have someone who could play alongside him at the small forward position. Other than that, Isaac Coro is a solid pick here at number 10 for the Phoenix Suns. Number 11 for the San Antonio Spurs, I'm picking Precious Achua, power forward. This is basically just insurance for LaMarcus Aldridge and someone who can play alongside Mar LaMarcus Aldridge when Aldridge is at center. Right now, you have Mar DeRozan at the three, DeJounte Murray and Derek White running the one and two respectively. 
Again, if you have someone like Achua who can play that power forward position, that takes a little bit of pressure off of Lamarcus Aldridge, especially when you have somebody young in there and you don't know what's gonna happen with Rudy Gay this offseason. Rudy Gay is getting up there in years, getting a little older, and he currently is your backup power forward. And you just don't know how reliable that is, uh, especially since he's been in the league for since 06, I believe. And number 12, the Sacramento Kings. And number 12, I'm picking Patrick Williams. This guy, I actually really like towards the end of the lottery. He is kind of a combo forward type player at 6'7". A little bit like Draymond Green. He has really good defensive awareness. He's, a, he's more athletic than Draymond Green. And he has a decent jump shot. I think this guy could really help Sacramento out. Plays the combo forward, which is essentially like Harrison Barnes. And if you ask me, I think Harrison Barnes is better suited for the power forward in today's game. You have Nemanja Bielisa, who is a really solid role player and did played really well for the Kings this year, but I think he can be used as a trade chip. He is a really good asset for a team like Utah Jazz, someone who's in the playoffs, but looking for that extra piece to get them where they want to go. At number 13, New Orleans Pelicans, I'm picking Cole Anthony out of UNC. Son of Greg Anthony, ex-New York Knicks, ex-Portland Trailblazer, ex-bunch of other teams. Cole Anthony is insurance for Alonzo Ball. You have Drew Holiday who is involved in trade talks. Honestly, Drew Holiday is probably your biggest trade piece other than Lonzo Ball. Drew Holiday can get you a bunch of picks or he could get you a mid-level star. Lonzo Ball can get you a couple picks and he could get you a, potentially get you an all-star if combined with a pick. But what I'm thinking is Cole Anthony could be that backup to Lonzo Ball if New Orleans decides to keep this pick. Lonzo Ball is also rumored in a bunch of trade scenarios and Cole Anthony could be that point guard of the future for New Orleans. If they decide to keep Drew Holiday at the shooting guard, then you have Brandon Ingram at the small forward position, Zion Williamson at the power forward position, and then whoever you end up taking at center. Cole Anthony is a good scorer. He has a really nice jump shot and solid defender. He also has a really high basketball IQ how his game is gonna to translate to the NBA where he's a little bit smaller. They have him listed at 6'3". Honestly, think he's a little more close to 6'1", but you know, we'll see what his draft stats end up being. And finally, rounding out the lottery at number 14, the Boston Celtics. Now they got this pick from the Memphis Grizzlies, just in case you're wondering why the Celtics, a playoff team, have a pick in the lottery. I, for the Boston Celtics, I'm selecting Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey is a 6'10", 270 pound power forward slash center. So he's a big man. Um, you know, they have Daniel Tice, who is really good, really solid. Vernon Carey would probably compete for that starting center position eventually. He could also play power forward next to Tice, but the reason I'm picking Tice here at power forward and center is because right now after Tice, 
your best option is Robert Williams who is okay, he's a solid defender, but in my opinion, isn't really there. I mean, he has a lot of time to grow and learn, but I don't think he has necessarily everything it takes to get to, to challenge Tice for that starting center position. Vernon Carey, I feel like, has potential to challenge Tice for that starting center position because he has a solid jump shot, because he can play really solid defense. And he's actually a pretty decent passer compared to a lot of other people at his position. So that's it for the pilot episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. Again, I'm your man, E-Man. If you have anything to say about my podcast, any feedback, it is appreciated. And if you disagree with any of my picks or if you agree with any of my picks, I would love to hear about it and the reasons why. You could email me at thekillercrossoverpod at gmail.com. Again, that is thekillercrossoverpod at gmail.com. You can also hit me on Twitter at emankoa at E-M-A-N-K-O-A. I'm out.